Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 283, and welcome back to my front porch. And happy Mother's Day. Today is Mother's Day. And uh, I know for a lot of people, this is really exciting, a great way to honor moms, but also recognize... For a lot of you out there, this is a tough, um, a tough day. In fact, uh, in our office, uh, we have a lady who uh, cleans the office. She's awesome. We've got to really know her, and she sat down with uh, our team on 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 Friday and was telling us a little bit about her story, how she had lost her son a year ago and had lost a grandbaby and her mother. And I mean, it was just like, you know, she was talking about Mother's Day and it being just like not easy. And it was a great reminder for me of like, yes, there's so much celebration, but there's also for a lot of people on Mother's Day, there's a lot of pain too. And I thought how interesting that that's really a picture of what it is to kind of exist in this world, right? We have the promises of God, you know, these amazing promises of God, uh, but that we also have pain. We have the bit of both. And it's this weird tension that we live in. And I think so many of us are trying to sort through that. But I think days like today kind of remind us that we need to be aware of both. We need to celebrate with those who this is awesome. And, you know, like we celebrated my wife today. It was really cool. The kids came over at uh, 9.30, we made, I made sourdough pancakes, and, um, and then we watched the Suns game, we had some in and out and then we went to Top Golf tonight, so it was just a great time for the family to, to be, a, be together and to celebrate, and that's awesome, we should do that, but I'm also reminded, like, wow, there's a lot of hurt and pain, there's a lot of people who have lost children, there's a lot of people who want to be moms, and um, for them, that option's not available. And so the, it's also grievous. And I think for those who are in the grief state, learn to celebrate those who are, this day, it means something. It's really important to them. But for those of us who, you know, who are in a celebration mode, let us grieve with those who are grieving. And I think living in the bits of kind of those two tension, those two realities, I think is really, really important. And I th- again, like a day like this, kind of draws that out and says, hey, listen, uh, let's do this well. And Jesus did this really, really well. He lamented and he also celebrated and uh, and he's inviting us into, into that. So for those of you who are celebrating today, happy, happy Mother's Day. And to those of you who are lamenting today, I'm so sorry. May the Lord guide you and comfort your heart in the midst of this, um, maybe this painful day for you. Um, thanks again, each and every one of you for continuing to listen again. I'm like blown away that people listen to this podcast week in and week out. So thank you so much. And so many of you are being generous, generous towards the podcast. Thank you. And if you'd like to, uh, be a part of helping make this podcast possible, feel free to go to, uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional, and you can make a donation there. And uh, so thanks a ton for those of you who continue to do that. Okay, our passage for today, Psalms 119.105. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Once again, Psalms 119.105. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light 
unto my path. Now, when I lived in California, when we lived in Rancho Cucamonga, I did the exact same walk almost every single day. And, uh, you know, in the kind of winter months, it's pretty dark out in the morning. And so, you know, I'd wake up, you know, pretty early, 5.30, and I put on my headlamp, and um, I'd go for a walk. And there's this one section, it's really cool. It's like, it takes you off of kind of a main street and takes you behind the houses. And what would feel like, you would think it would be like an alley, but actually it's a, a really cool walking path that's covered by trees. It's beautiful. Uh, I miss that walk. Anyway, um, and I remember as I was walking, I always wanted my headlamp kind of way out in front of me. And and I realized, like, that's how I kind of live my life. You know, I just kind of live it way out there. And I was realizing, like, as I was doing that, I just really couldn't see what was right below me. A lot of times there's roots in the ground. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to point this down right in front of my feet. And um, as I did that, I kind of, I literally stopped on the walking path and I was like, whoa, whoa, I actually think this is a big deal for me. I think this is a picture of something, a deeper truth that God's been trying to teach me for a long time, which is this is, Hey, yes, way out there is, is great, but I'm doing a thing right in front of you and I'm leading your leading you step by step. Don't get too far in front of me. And I, as I had that, that headlamp pointed at my feet, I realized how secure that was, how much more important that was than it was to have it way down the path. This is what's being presented to us in Psalms 119. And, and what's interesting is this is the longest book in the Bible. Psalms 119 is the longest book in the Bible. I remember going to the Czech Republic and uh, as a part of that trip, I was on a traveling basketball team, and and then, uh, but as a part of this this this, this team, uh, we went and visited some hospitals and schools. But I remember coming into a hospital and meeting with this Czech lady, and we I sat down by her bed, and and she spoke broken English, and she said, "Read to me Psalms 119." And I remember like any other book of the Bible, but that any other chapter in the Bible, but that one. And she wanted me to read Psalm 119. I was reminded of that as I was kind of preparing for this podcast. And so I sit at the edge of her bed and I read this book of the Bible to her. And, um, you know, this, this particular Psalm was written over a long period of time. There's some debate on who it was written to. Many believe it was David. And, uh, but the focus of this is very, very clear. The focus is to glorify God and to celebrate his word. This is what's being presented in this particular chapter in the Bible. And I think that's a great place for all of us in, to start. Uh, in fact, you know, it's, it's kind of where ten, things tend to fall apart for most people, myself included, is we forget to glorify God and to honor and to celebrate the word that he has brought to us. And for so many of us, if we look back over our life, we're like, oh yeah, that's that's kind of where it went off the rails. That's where I kind of lost touch. That's where I didn't sense the presence of God. That's where I started leaning into my own understanding and not acknowledging all his ways in the way he was trying to lead me. And 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 as a result of that, I I just kind of went went off the track and, um, you know, hurt some people, hurt myself or got depressed or, or whatever you want to run that out, started making, you know, decisions that ran counter to what the moral compass that I believe the spirit of God has given to you and to me. And, and I, and I've, I've started to see, um, this very interesting slide 
that happens in people's lives. And, uh, and right now, and this is, by the way, this is a very historical thing, but in today's world, they're calling it deconstructionalism. And maybe you've heard about this. You know, millennials and kind of Gen Zs are starting to force this thing. Is And it's basically like we're, we're kind of over the way that the church is doing things or the way that, that God's being presented. And, and so they're, they're saying that they're now like deconstructing uh, all, all these things. And, and what I find in so many people, and, and especially during this time right now, and I, I, have to, I have to say like there have been times that I've fallen uh, into this, is they, they struggle with something in the Bible. Right? They, they see something and they struggle with that. They struggle with what's going on. And, but then over a period of time, they, they start to throw the Bible out. Now, I never got to that place in my life, but I've seen that happen with so many people. They're struggling with something in the Bible. They're struggling with something the scriptures are presenting. And as a result of that, they just start throwing out the Bible. And, and uh, they say, so, oh, you know, it's, it's just a book or it's, you know, it's just a historical manuscript. And, and what I have found is this is an incredibly slippery slope and it's really, really, really dangerous. You know, the other j- dangerous thing that I've also seen, so that's one side. Uh, the other side is this, is that, that people uh, love the Bible too much. You know, I remember a buddy of mine calling me and uh, I mean, he was just heartbroken and he, I wouldn't say he was in tears, but you know, when someone's like on the verge of it, just like heartbroken, he was just heartbroken. And I was like, man, what is going on? And he, he just like, Jeff, I was in a meeting today with our senior leadership and he's like, I'm brokenhearted because I think my church loves the Bible more than it loves God and loves his people. And it was like breaking his heart. They like used the Bible like a battering ram. And, and this is what the psalmist is trying to kind of help. Like, how did this happen? What's really going on? What do we do? You know, have you ever been, have you ever been lost? You ever been lost? You know, you know that feeling that that you get in the pit of your stomach when you're lost and you you don't know where to go and you, you don't know how to get there and it's just overwhelming. You just feel stuck, you know, and you can almost feel the regret right away. You can start this inner inner dialogue, this inner narrative that's just like, why didn't I bring a map? I knew I was, I, or I, I didn't pack right. Or why didn't I do that? Oh, I, I should have brought somebody with me. I put myself in this situation. I should have done this differently. And this is what David is trying to lead us in. What the psalmist is trying to lead us in. He's trying to lead us in this. God's words, God's way are the guiding light in the midst of all the confusion in this world. I mean, one of the things that that is being exposed during this particular time is, I mean, like no other time in my life, is we're just not sure who to trust. Like, this is a real problem. I mean, growing up, it's like you would watch the news or the nudist anchors and you're like, yeah, they're telling us the truth. They're letting us know what's happening around the world. Now, 
We don't know who to trust. And so what people do is they pick this side or that side or this news channel or this. And everyone's trying to figure out who is telling the truth. Who do we trust? Who is above reproach in all they do? And it seems around every corner that we're being manipulated. You know, I, I, uh, I remember reading uh, or- Orwell. I forget his first name, Orwell. Anyway, I remember reading the, the, the book, uh, 1989, 1987, I can't remember which one it is. And they, they start shifting the, the meaning of words and the meaning of phrases to kind of manipulate the people. And this is what it's feeling like during this period of time. Is that we're just not sure who to trust. We feel like everybody's out to get us. And what's happening is, and maybe it's happening to you, is people are losing hope. They're losing hope that anyone is telling them the truth. And David says this, I know what you're feeling. I know what you're feeling. I know how that feels. That problem has existed from the beginning of time. And here's what he's saying. Trust God and trust his way and you will not be lost. But you will be patiently guided on the right path in the right direction. And I find so often in my life and probably yours is the patience is the problem. Patience and and, and trust that God is who he says he is and he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And even when things are hard or even when you're not sure where to go or what, that he is guiding, he is leading. And the psalmist in this psalm is going, I want to glorify God I want to glorify the word that he's bringing and he's guiding to me. And I trust it. I trust it because I know what it is to trust the other way, to do the other thing. And something interesting happens to us, I think, when, when we think we know the way. Like, and maybe you can identify with this. I know I can identify with this is that, is that we start to depend upon ourselves. Like maybe you're jaded of trusting the Lord. Maybe maybe it hasn't gone the way that you had hoped it had gone and we still you go, oh, you know what? I'm going to trust myself. I, I'm my own truth. But we just end up getting lost again. I meet with so many people and this is the case over and over and over. And it's, it's happened to David. He knows what it feels like. And he's like a wise sage saying to us, don't go your own way. I know the consequences and I am confessing there is one way to go and it is the way of the word of God. And I find it so comforting as we look at Jesus's death and resurrection that his promise to send the helper, to send the spirit, that we will do greater things as a result of that. And the spirit of God inhabits this temple of our lives and is leading us and guiding us into all righteousness. That's why Matthew 6.33 says, things will be added unto you because the light of his word will lead us to the way of the Lord. So the question is this, really simply, are you trusting in yourself or are you trusting in the Lord? Spirit of God, lead us into your way for your glory. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time.